all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. So I'm of the belief that if you're not growing, if you're not changing, you're simply dying. So every year I do something different. I DSD. I mean, everyone has known someone that maybe they've worked 20 years as a speech pathologist, but for 20 years, they've been doing the same practice. They haven't been growing. Now I'm the opposite of that. Every year I'm evolving and growing and researching my practice and improving the research and improving what I do. So one thing that I've changed this year, I just wanted to invite you to come to my back porch and what I'm doing now differently. We do many things differently this year, but one thing is a literacy screening. So as far as a literacy screening is concerned, what we know is that we know that children with communication impairments are statistically significantly more likely to have literacy challenges at elementary age. So considering that children with speech sound disorders are perhaps approximately 25% more likely to have literacy challenges. And children with language impairments are perhaps 50% more likely to have literacy challenges in elementary age. I want to be really proactive at the early intervention level, at the preschool level. And I can do that by screening their early literacy skills. And I want to screen skills that are that matter, skills that are predictive of how they're going to do in elementary school, or skills that are important to have that will make a difference in their literacy skills. Because not all phonological awareness skills or literacy skills are equal. Some are more valuable than others. So some are worth more in terms of using an intervention and worth more in terms of predicting outcomes. Those are the skills that I want to focus on at the preschool level. So the skills I like to focus on at the preschool level, I'm going to share with you right now. One is rhyming. And rhyming is because it's the simplest of the phonological awareness skills, and it's really fun and engaging. So that's a nice starting 
point to introduce children into playing with language and manipulating language and, and identifying sounds and language. So I always like to start with a rhyming and integrate that into the intervention. Now, the other skills that I'm going to talk about, these other three skills are heavy hitters. And those skills are one, blending. So you're taking sounds and you're blending them together. So for instance, you have a pause. The word is cow, k ow put the sounds together does that make cow dog or boot cow so you're blending sounds together why is that skill so important because that's how children learn to read they learn what sounds sound like and then they blend them together oftentimes now it is an auditory task. You have to understand the sounds of each that each of the letters produce, but it's also a visual task in which you have to put the sequence, the sounds in order and blend them together to create a word. So it's very auditory and visual in nature, much like reading is. The second phonological awareness skill that I like to focus on is segmentation or a lesion. And that's where you take away a part of the word and you say what's remaining in that word. So for instance, if you have the word car and you say, let's take away the ka and car, what's left? So the child would say, are. Once again, that requires a high level of auditory and visual working memory. Both of them, just like reading, is what's involved in this skill. A third skill that is highly predictive is isolating the sound in the word. So for instance, if I said car, and I said, what is the beginning sound in that word? Ka. What is the ending sound of that word? Er. What is the middle sound of the word? Ah. So what I'm doing then is it requires not only auditory knowledge and knowing what each of the sounds sound like, but visual knowledge and being able to visually sequence those sounds as a beginning, middle, or end sound. So these three skills that are really complex and require a great deal of visual and verbal working memory, much like reading does, are the most predictive, according to the research, of literacy skills at elementary age. Also, interestingly, which the research is indicating now, is that if you work on these three high-level skills and intervention at the preschool level or at the kindergarten level, what's going to happen is you're going to have a cascading impact in which these earlier phonological awareness skills and earlier phonics and letter identification skills will naturally develop. So, once again, what we're finding in the literacy research is that challenge creates change. When you work on more complex targets, you're going to get the easier, earlier developing ones for free. That's what the latest research is showing. So these are skills that I like to focus in on in my CIS membership, in my movement activities, my weekly play and say group, and integrate them into the speech and language intervention. So if you're a CIS member, you're going to see these three skills pop up in the intervention. The one that's really hard is the beginning ending sound. I have worked with it successfully at the preschool level, but that's something that typically develops at age six years of age. So that's something that I introduce with a high level of cueing, excuse me. 
So let's look at now how I can assess that. So the test out there that I like, and I like it for its content validity, and that means I like it for what it's testing. This is exactly what I want to know about. These are the skills that I'm focusing on. This has good validity to my intervention, and that is the ATLAS PA, A-T-L-A-S, PA. If you Google that, the Atlas PA, it's a free screener and you can play it right off of your computer. Parents can use it. Teachers can use it. Teaching assistants can use it. Babysitters can use it. Speech pathologists can use it. Anyone can use the screener. Now, this literacy screener has been normed on children with speech and language impairments between the ages of three to seven years. So this is a test that also shows good inter-rater, inter-test reliability, sorry, inter-test reliability with standardized literacy assessments that are often used. So it has nice reliability with with this screener does with more comprehensive assessments. And it gives you the idea if the child is is at average or if the child is at below average in these phonological areas, um, skill areas. Now, the problem with the Atlas PA for me has been this. Now, this could just be a Kelly problem. You're going to have to try this out for yourself. This could just be my internet. It could just be my laptop, my situation. But I found that the Atlas PA, it's a computerized digital test that's that you need internet access with. It is very staccato, the directions are. So it seems very old school, um, the voice behind it. So it's like, put the sounds together. So it sounds very computer-esque. Then, and on top of that, is when you try to transition to the next picture or the next item, it takes a very long time sometimes. So you just can't do that. You can't have long transition times between test items because that's when children end up out of the under the table or out of the room and they check out. So these are problems that I had giving that test on the computer. However, because I like the content so much, because I like what it is assessing, which is exactly the skills I'm interested in, what I did is I screenshot each of the pictures, put them on a PowerPoint on my laptop, and I typed out verbatim what their instructions were. I took 10 items from each of the five subtests. So the five subtests that they have is the first one is rhyming. The second one is blending sounds together to create words. The third one is a lesion or segmenting, taking sounds away to create new words. The next, the fourth one is letter identification, just labeling what the letters are, uppercase and lowercase. And the last one is sound identification, letter sound correspondence, where you're shown the letters and you say what these sound the letters make. Each of them have approximately 10 items. So what I did is I took 10 screenshots from each of the subtests, put them on my PowerPoint, my Google Slides, because I'm a Google Slides person instead of PowerPoint. I like it available on every computer I go to. Put it on my Google Slides and I typed in verbatim the instructions they use. I'm not going to be using their standardized test, but what I'm going to be using this as is a criterion test, which is simply a test where I can find out what do you know on this subject area? What do you know on this skill? 
And that's really what I'm interested in. I, I want to know where all of the children in my caseload lie in the beginning of the school year. I want to see where are they at the end of the school year? Is my intervention working? Is integrating the phonological awareness task, integrating the alphabet and the phonics into the speech and language therapy into the movement activities, into the CIS membership, Google Slides deck, the CIS membership movement activities that I use, is that improving their skill set in these areas? So that's what I want to know. So by having that percentage, I can say, okay, in the beginning of the year, they had it rhyming 30%. By the end of the year, they had 80%. Okay, in the beginning of the year, they knew two letters. At the end of the year, they knew 10 of the randomly assorted um, presented uppercase and letter, lowercase letters. So it gives me nice criterion measure, which is all that I'm really interested in because I want to see their growth over time. So that is why I give the Atlas PA, and I hope I don't get in trouble. It's a free screener for putting it on my own laptop and putting it on my own Google slideshow. I did that because the content was good. It's like, yes, this is exactly what I want to know. And, and it showed reliability with the other comprehensive assessments and battery on literacy. So this is a reliable assessment. I want to get an idea of where these children are. I'm not using their standardized scores. I'm not using any of the numbers. It's just for my own measurement of criterion. You had this percent correct in the beginning and this percent correct at the end. Those are the only comparisons I'm doing. Child versus child, child against themselves and, and where they were in the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So that is something that I'm doing something differently this year. And I'm doing it with the majority of the children on my caseload that are able to engage in standardized testing. And it's a large caseload. My caseload in the beginning of the school year right now, it's in the 40s. By the end of the school year, it's going to be well over 50. And it's working very well. The assessment only takes about... 15 to 20 minutes to, to make. One thing I did to make it more fun, so I've just left the standardized testing world. So I, I always care about how fun the situation is, is some parent gave me this big pom-pom on a pencil. So it's a big like pom-pom that's the size of a plum. And it's at the end of a pencil for Halloween. And they tap on my computer screen, which of the pictures when they're answering the question. So the question is, for instance, buh, Oot, you know, put the sounds together. Is it boot, saw, or bone? And they'll take their pencil with a pom pom at the end of it and hit the hit the word boot, you know. And then you just do your clicker to move the slideshow forward. You press your spacebar, your right your right arrow, move it forward. So that kind of makes it fun, you know, the pencil with the big pom pom at the end of it to touch the different um, pictures on the screen. So that is something that I'm doing, something different. I just wanted to invite you into my back porch and let you just know one thing that I'm doing differently this year. And it's really working out so well on the baseline. I have tried the Atlas PA. I encourage you to do that, of course, as a first 
measure. Do try what I tried and see if that works for you. Maybe the computer, you're having no problems whatsoever. It's quickly transitioning from one to the next, the, the slide is. And then that's the case, use that method because that's going to be more reliable. And you're going to be able to compare that to major assessments as to where the child is scoring. So of course, that's what you're going to want to do if the computer is going to be behaving for you. It wasn't behaving for me. And it is an adaptive test. So for instance, I think what happens is that if the child is getting all of the items correct, they're going to make it a little bit more difficult. Or if the child's getting all of the items wrong, they're going to pop out an, an easier item. So I think it works in that way. And I think they give you less items if you're getting all of them correct and more items if you're getting them all of them wrong to reach a ceiling. And that's what they mean by it being adaptive. They didn't really explain how it's adaptive, but I did notice that you could have as few was when I was playing with it, nine questions to 13 questions in a subtest. So I just cut it off at 10 in each of the five subtests. So that is what I'm doing. I encourage you to try it. Go Google Atlas PA. It's a reliable screener. It's a quick screener. It's a way that you're only going to spend half of a 30 minutes of speech therapy session to get this important information. So it's worth it. It's worth the, the time and resources you're going to spend. And like I said, um, I, I hope that I'm not going to get in trouble, but you might consider doing what I'm doing, what I did. If you're having a lot of problems with it freezing, which is putting it into a PowerPoint and giving it that way and using it as a criterion measure. All right. Well, I want you to roll up your sleeves, take all of this information and make the world a better place one child at a time. You are always going to be first.